I try not to read the news. I don't have cable. And anyone who speaks for too long about the outside cruelty in the world has found themselves on the outside of my circle of regular contacts. I am a mother, and I cannot allow myself to imagine my daughters growing up in an angry, vindictive world. Even though I have been on the receiving end of many insensitive actions in my life, I choose to be the compassion that I have witnessed, as opposed to the cruelty. I will give both of my daughters the same. I wonder what other mothers are doing to teach their babies compassion, while we as a society are far from one another. Careful the things you say, children will listen. Careful the things you do, children will see. I wonder what Mr. Stephen Sondheim was thinking when he wrote those lyrics. The first time someone told me to my face that they didn't care about my feelings, I was at work. I am an actor, which means it is my job to keep my feelings easily accessible at all times. And when this particular director told me that he, a young man from a privileged background, didn't care about my feelings during a very crucial scene of an extremely demanding play, I was taken aback, and I filed it away like a recording in my brain. The lesson was loud and clear. Keep your feelings to yourself until you are paid to share them. I am the mother of two daughters. My oldest is venturing into the world soon, graduating from high school next year and becoming an adult. And when I look into the eyes of her toddler sister, the initial feelings of being a new mother begin to surface. My heart starts to swell and fill my chest with love and fear all at once. Although sitting at home with my year-old has tried my patience, it has also grown my depth of compassion. Who I really am shines through. When she throws a tantrum to get the sharp, shiny object I have taken from her more than a dozen times, I am pushed to choose compassion. I care more about her safety than keeping her quiet. When I gently pry her surprisingly strong baby fingers away from a glass object and replace it with something safer, she does usually get angry with me. But there are times when she will reward me with a toothless grin and squeals of delight because she sees it as a game of keep away. <laughs> the times when her baby face does twist into a cry and she sticks out her bottom lip in protest, I've learned how to distract her by making up a song while I trade the dangerous object for a safe one. She calms down if I'm lucky. I wonder if other mothers negotiate with their toddlers. Do you? What about your older ones? Preschoolers, elementary schoolers? I like to sing my baby a song when I negotiate. Glass can cut your hand, take a toy, it's your friend. Glass can cut your hand, take a toy, it's your friend. The lessons of quarantine for me are in patience and creativity. How do I get my baby entertained in what is safe, all the while not losing my temper? 
What do you do as a parent? Do you sing nonsense songs to keep your little ones happy and maintain your sanity? Before our afternoon nap, if it's sunny, I take the baby on a little field trip to the back deck for fresh air and sunshine. We investigate the leaves that may have fallen from the overhanging trees, or I take her down to touch the tree bark behind our apartment. Sunshine feels warm on her skin, and the fresh air fills her lungs with life. This always relaxes her and gets her ready for a nice nap. When we come back inside, if she isn't sleepy yet, we get on the floor and start to count on her fingers, and then on mine. We trace the patterns on the inside of her hand, and sometimes I almost fall asleep beside her. After our playtime, with all the fresh air in her lungs, she's ready for a rest. I scoop her up in my arms, humming and cooing, and when she is calmed by the rocking motion, I walk slowly through the rooms of the house. We may stop and touch the curtains and name things. Door, wall, window, cat. I'm careful to keep moving and gently hum or sing a simple tune in her ear, making circles on her back for comfort. Comfort and compassion in these early stages are crucial to the adults we become. When I hold her little hand, I think about what she might grow up to do over time, who she might touch with them, how she will make her living in this world. I look at her ears and wonder what she will hear throughout her life, and how I am preparing her to hear only the gentlest, kindest words so she might speak them in return. Her feet are so small now, but they will walk many hundreds of thousands of miles, and I think about how I hope she is always guided down the best paths for her well-being. In this time of separation from the world, I have the chance to meditate on my little one and perform my own personal rituals of protection over her every day. Even when she screams or cries and interrupts my work, I am reminded of how fortunate I am to be with her when so many families are separated from each other indefinitely. I believe our bodies remember things that our minds can't quantify, whether those things are pleasant or unpleasant. As silly as it may seem, I hope this time in my baby girl's life consecrates a deep sense of compassion within her that can never be tempered, not even by the callous words, I don't care how you feel. One of her favorite songs comes with hand motions. She always smiles and protests with her gibberish when I come to the end so that I do it again. This song is a reminder to me that no matter what might happen to us in this world, we can always find our way back up again. 
You might know it. It's the itsy bitsy spider. What hand motions can you and your little one come up with while you sing it? The itsy bitsy spider went up the water spout. Down came the rain and washed the spider out. Out came the sun and dried up all the rain. And the itsy bitsy spider went up the spout again. Mm -hmm.